Suck the tears off my dick, you ugly mud fuckers. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is modern escapism. I'm back. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Oodles and all your base have belonged to us. Joining me today, an absolute goomba of a man. It's Biggie. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. <laughs> she used to be an adventurer, but then she took an arrow to the tit. It's Candy. <laughs> oh, it was sore as well. Never been the same. Hey, look, listen. It's Stig. <laughs> What's that from? That's Navi from Zelda. Uh. That's why I don't get it. Wow. And Gadget, unfortunately, had an accident involving a kangaroo, some maracas, and a Corby trouser press, so won't be joining us this evening. <laughs> Before we get into the show, please consider becoming one of our sexy and incredibly cool patrons. Help us divide and conquer the podcasting world. Details are in our show notes, but mainly check out our website, modernescapism.co.uk, for more exquisite content and links to everything we do. Check out our YouTube, our TikToks, and don't forget to review the show and if you are a patron, we've got lots of good stuff coming in the pilots. We've got Kenny Potter. We've got uh, Two Faf, Two Curious. It's all back. Smash that glass. We've got the Deep Dive Lounge. We've got Scott Sheep. We've got everything. Be a patron. Yes. And now it's time. <laughs> it's Biggie's Breaking News. <laughs> you may already know, but he doesn't because it's time for... Biggie's Breaking News. Yes, and uh, the latest breaking news just in, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is still in development. No way. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Ubisoft. I feel like like that's been in development that long. I've played it, beat it, finished it, and and traded it in already, even though I've never even touched the game. There, is it it's like a man developed like longer a than memory. Um, Duke Nukem Forever was? I will tell you. That crown. It's Ubisoft that insists that despite other recent cancellations and financial concerns, Beyond Good and Evil 2's development is underway and the team is hard at work to deliver on its ambitious promise, Ubisoft spokesman told somebody at some point. And it holds the record for the longest development period for a major video game, having originally been announced, are you ready? More than 15 years ago. <laughs> this is what I mean. I feel like I've already Yikes. beat it, and it's a memory. <laughs> oh wow! wow. My marriage is good longer luck. than that. Yeah, but good luck catching up with the old games. You know, when the new one, when the new one's coming out, like, oh, I'll play. Oh, I need to get a PS2 or an Xbox. <laughs> it's like or a GameCube. Oh, no, I don't know. Play that now, unless it's unless it's on some kind of digital store somewhere. Ah, Steam Deck. I like the trailer for it. It did look quite interesting, but I've forgotten what it's all about now. Mm-hmm. The first one was good. It was a bit like Zelda, but you were a, you were a photographer. There was a pig and some spaceships. That's all I remember. But yeah, if that wasn't exciting enough, Ubisoft's Paris staff have called to strike following the CEO's "ball is in your court" comments. And apparently, union workers at Ubisoft Paris have been called into strike in response to the CEO. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. 
Eves Guillermo's comments to employees that the ball was in their court following a disappointing financial result in the company's recent quarter. Today, more than ever, he said, I need your full energy and commitment to ensure we get back on the path to success. I'm also asking that each of you be especially careful and strategic with your spending and initiatives to ensure we're being as efficient and lean as possible. The ball is in your court to deliver this lineup on time and at the expected level of quality and show everyone what we are capable of achieving. In response to that, a chapter of workers responded and said that they've called for a strike action on Friday, 27th of January, writing, the ball is in our court, but the money stays in his pocket. <laughs> you know what it seems to me? It seems like Yves Guillemot is going to like cancel subsidised food in the canteen. He's going he's gonna to get one-ply toilet paper in the uh, cubicles. <laughs> he's pulling his socks up and he's saying... We don't make original games anymore. <laughs> what are we going to do? Because yeah. they don't. They don't. When was the last original game they made? And in all seriousness, um, they went on to say um, he's trying to shift the blame once again onto the employees, saying that the CEO's <laughs> calls for employees to give it our all and to be efficient and lean as possible would lead to overtime, managerial pressure and burnout. There's nothing so, yeah. physically wrong with the games they're producing. Like If you went to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla as your first Assassin's Creed, you'd be like, wow, this is cool. But it's exactly the same as the others. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's oh, if you played the the like the last Far Cry that came out, you'd be like, "Wow, this is incredible!" But it's exactly the same as the others. That's the problem. This is this is what I mean. Sorry, Kenny, but Bethesda went through that, didn't they, for a while? Every game so. was exactly the same though. game, and then they expanded and bought other things in and brought other stuff in. They're even like publishing Evil Within, which is something completely out of their wheelhouse, and it worked. Like, oh, we've got Mario on our side. Yeah, but the the last Mario Rabbids game was exactly like the last one. <laughs> like, and you can't, they can't rely on Just Dance anymore either because TikTok's the new <laughs> Just Dance, isn't it? Yeah. The thing is, they probably do deserve to strike because I've got no doubt that there is a massive crunch culture with Ubisoft and everything. Oh, but disgusting. that said, the French do love a strike though, don't they? They do, they do. They absolutely love a strike. So. Since the storming of the Bastille, they've been a, a proud country of strikers. Absolutely. Oh, they do it right. Do you see the rail strikes where they're, <laughs> yeah. where they're going down, like had a barbecue on the rails? <laughs> <laughs> they're going down the street and there's a big barbecue set up like, and everything. They oh, do. that sounds right. <laughs> Yeah. But, well, I, I, I'm, I'm all for the people, so let the people strike. Well, it's interesting oh, you mentioned Bethesda. See. Because there's been a trailer announced for Elder Scrolls Sky Oblivion, a fan-made project. Sky Oblivion? What the fuck's that? <laughs> excited, can they? You're excited? I am. It's a volunteer-based... <laughs> Although it means I'm going to have to play on PC, though. Yeah, it's a volunteer-based project by the TES Renewal Modding Group. They've said they aim to bring Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion to a new generation of gamers and reintroduce it to a long-time fans of the series. We're currently in the process of remaking Cyrodiil, is that right? Cyrodiil, along with all of its quests, locations and characters into Skyrim and Skyrim, the special edition. The thing is, this needs to be done because a lot of people's first Elder Scrolls game was Skyrim. It was mine. But people love, like... Was it? Yeah, people love Oblivion. Morrowind for me. Yeah, I think... um, I want to say that Oblivion's Gadget's favourite. It was my favourite. Oblivion's the only one I've finished, actually. It's the only... Oblivion is great. But I was Sky- Skyrim's my favorite because it just tried to talk Oblivion and then went bigger. Mm. And I, it, the dragons, I had dragons. Got dragons. Mm, there's dragons in it. 
definitely is. Mm, next. It looks like 343's Halo Infinite campaign team got hit hard in an email to staff. Studio head Pierre Hitz wrote that we've made the difficult decision to restructure <coughs> sorry, elements of our team, oh, which means some roles are being el again. <laughs> eliminated. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, and it includes for Microsoft 10,000 layoffs within its video game division. That's 10, fucked 000. up. Wow. That's stupid. That's a small nation. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But, but you can't rest all your app on one thing, can you? You know what I mean? That's... Halo didn't... I mean, everyone loved it critically, and but... Not launching it without the multiplayer. It's daft. Is stupid. It's daft. Stupid idea. Because... We had you have people like me who really, really, really enjoyed the campaign, but I had to play it by myself. Yeah. Uh, but if I'd have had the ability to play it with someone else first, I would have done that. Yeah. But now I'm just like, well, I've played it. You know, we played the multiplayer together, me and my friends. That's really good fun. But I'm just not. I. I've no desire to go back and play multiplayer as with I've it said, now. Go on. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, as I've said, I've I've beat the first, second, and third one, and I really liked them, but. I have never played a Halo game on my own. I've always played it co-op. Do you know what I mean? It's just something I've. It's it, to me, it's not a single-player game. If you get me, it's in my head, it's a multiplayer game. And without that, it's just. I bet it's uninstalled on a lot of Xboxes. I bet it's. Yeah. <sighs> but it's not. My, mine isn't just for the multiplayer. I keep it. We keep it for the multiplayer. So yeah. That's really good. But... Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I just think they should have. Rushing it, saying it's going to drop, and then being all like, "Oh, it's we're going to delay it because we've got to get it right," but then not actually sorting out the multiplayer. And then I think the multiplayer is only two player, whereas Halo's always traditionally been four player. Four, yeah. Cam like campaigns, like I wanted to get four people together with three people and just fucking go because you can obviously drop in the campaign. You have base, you can you can drop uh, no vehicles into your base. Can you? So you can go there and request, like, drop me a scorpion. If you can have four people dropping a scorpion or dropping a warthog, and yeah. then you obviously have NPCs that jump onto those with their rocket launchers, you could, like, essentially get four of you in vehicles with your NPCs on the vehicles. Small island. All of them, you could give them rocket launchers and just go fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah. You could create your that. own little little stories, couldn't you, which is what yeah, can't do all that. about. So... Shite. Yeah. They just they, they fucked it themselves, I think. I'd still feel bad for 10,000 yeah. workers, though. Where where are they going to mm. go? The fuck are they going to go? Start your own studio. Ubisoft. Oh, no. No, wait. They're having problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard enough. Mm. Yes, it's awful. Next. Speaking of which, I uh, hope you've got massive hard drives because you're going to need at least 150 gigabytes of storage capacity for Forspoken ahead of its release know, later not, this I'm not month. Getting it. <laughs> <laughs> Square Enix has revealed details on the PC requirements. And um, if you want it to run at its very best, you're going to basically need, um, where is it? It's going to be, you're still using, uh, sorry, I'll start again. The bare minimum. Square Enix says that you'll be able to use a much older CPUs and GPUs to run the game, although it's rendering a targeted 720p at 30 frames per second. If you're still using AMD Radeon RX 5500 or NVIDIA 1060 graphics cards. Because I no, don't. They're just numbers to me. <laughs> um, if you want Somebody to hit out there will understand. 
if you want to hit the sweet spot, 1440p at 30 frames per second, you'll need a PC that has all the current stuff. And, Not 60 um, oh. frames. Well, that's going to be like the case with all new games that come for a PC. So. Yeah, but don't bite it, because I'll tell you now, I played that demo, and then the demo got the demo got patched, and it was still shit. <laughs> yeah, it was boring. The demo was like 35 gigs, though. Yeah, it was That was fucking huge. To be fair, if you've got a PC, gaming PC and you can't find 150 gigabytes worth Some of space, rough. then you, you're not gaming, you're not PC gaming properly. I have four hard drives in my computer, and I don't even game on it that much. All right, yeah, you willy waver. And oh, three just points, got, three point six. I just look now. I've got three point six terabytes. If it's all empty, he's got a four terabyte cock. That's what he's got. <laughs> well, one of one of them's full of media and videos porn. and pictures porn. and shit. Yeah. Yeah, who, who, who saves porn to the computer these days? It's easy access. What if there's a power cut and you need? You oh, do. Got You've laptops. got three terabytes. It's not, yours, is it? it's not a laptop, yours, is it? No. I haven't saved porn to my computer in years. <laughs> not since broadband was a thing. I think he does. He sends it to our Dropbox. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Uh, Avengers Disassemble. Plans to seize development on Marvel Avengers has accelerated at Crystal Dynamics. Sorry, Dynamics, with sources pointing to an announcement was going to be as early as next week. The lead developer has parted ways and no additional content characters' missions will be released. The long-awaited traversal update will apparently be Avengers Last and it won't receive official support after September the 30th. The game's final balance patch will arrive on March 31st. They fucked up that cash cow, didn't they? I played Imagine them having completion. Them- Imagine having the Avengers IP and fucking it that badly that no one wants to play it within a year. I Oops. played the single single player campaign, and then halfway through it, it says like it's time for loot box. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! We were going, we we're on a linear path. We were going level by level, and now it's turned into this open loot box fucking grind. And we're like, no, no, but I still did it. I still did it. <laughs> That's basically the point. I fell off. You start out the it's first good, few few hours as Miss Marvel. It's pretty good. It's this linear. Yeah. journey you're doing all these stories nice story and all of a sudden it's like yeah go around smashing boxes looking for loot yep. assembling fire teams for every mission changing your clothes which that's that's the other thing that really annoyed me as well if you're gonna give the character armor yeah like, like can i see it please oh, no, <laughs> like, you, you would put you would put like gauntlets on the on the hulk and stuff and it and it'd show it in the menus and you go out to the you game and you didn't have them on no nope. like what's the point in that Shout. So yeah, it's just it, it just wasn't very good, and the, and they look. Why crap. the fuck does the Hulk the, need gauntlets? Um, he does in some, wears armor. Some, yeah, he does in yeah. a lot, quite a lot of comic books. He wears armor. I was just an example. So, I was just an example know, where you, like you, you got to, given like cos, you got given upgrades and cosmetic upgrades that actually did something, but then they weren't actually on show. Yeah, and then what they did instead, Square Enix just decided to bring out uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is amazing. <laughs> That's how you do yeah. it. That's how we fucking do it, and and they didn't feel like wish versions of the MCU. No. That's what. That's how you use that because that that game engine they created for it, and that, that's how you use that clusterfuck into something brilliant. That's how you polish a turd, basically. But that's how you know that those devs know how to create that kind of game, and th- it seems that Square Enix forced them to turn it into a uh, multiplayer grinder fun thing. Um, what do they call them games with loop with, with battle passes and stuff? Live service yeah. game, that's the thing. Mm. Like, I fucking hate that shite. Yeah. Yeah, they ruined Just... it. <laughs> that's what um 
Kill the Suicide Squad. There's been a leak saying that that might be like that, didn't there? Yeah. Yes. They're now saying it's only cosmetic-based, but... Mm, yeah, but so is we'll, the Avengers. <laughs> we'll see. That's only cosmetic-based. <laughs> it doesn't work. Single-player games aren't dead, guys. Come on. <laughs> Next. Uh, sadly, there have been a few announcements of cancellations in the film and TV world. Uh, Show Pierce season four has been cancelled. I actually Snow haven't Pierce, seen though. any of it. Snowpiercer, sorry, yeah, Snowpiercer. <laughs> I've got to get a mistake in there somewhere. Um, I saw the first season and I liked it. I just didn't realise there were another season. I it just, I didn't know there were two more seasons. I didn't know what happened. Yeah, we we stopped. We we got like we really liked it. Then we got like three quarters of the way through season three, mm-hmm. and just kind of never finished it. We kept we struggled to go back into it. It's just so bleak and kind of like it's not fun. To watch no and it was getting a bit samey and then it the fact that it's been cancelled and we won't get the outcome we're just like oh well i still think the film is something that people everyone should watch i think the film's incredible is this a korean one or is it they did an american do they do an american film it, it is a korean film but it's got an american actor in it called korean, okay. korean but with western actors oh, okay. there's some korean actors in there it, it's um bong joo ho right yes the guy who directed parasite yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize. I thought there was. I thought there was a Korean one and an American one. I, I think the. I think the TV. Yeah, I think the TV show does a better job because mm-hmm. it has more time. Yes. But the, the film is okay. We've got stuff. an hour and a half to two hours to fight up the carriages, so we're just going to kind of show these carriages quickly as we go along. Whereas the TV obviously had time to flesh things out and and show the different dynamics between the upper class and the lower class and how things were, you know, how people were treated and things like that, but. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it kind of lost its way a little bit, which was a shame. You know what they should have called it? And this always annoys me that they missed this one. They should have called it Apocalocomotion. Wow. <laughs> I think we've got a podcast title. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Next. Next up, Grand Tour and Clarkson's Farm have reportedly been cancelled by Prime Video. Shame. Amazon won't be renewing either of the shows. Are both are said to come to an end after the already commissioned seasons it's finished. It's probably because Grand Tour cost them fucking millions, and not everyone's mm. watching it. That's probably well. They only do the specials of Grand Tour now, The farm, the the farm probably is, but they've still got to deal with the fact of the uh, the leading man in the farm that they've got to deal with. Can't keep his gob shut. Can't keep his gob shut. Mm. Yeah, which if he did keep his gob shut, he would have a season two of the farm, but. The Grand Tour, that seems to be one of the most expensive shows. God. Well, so so there is a second season of Claxton's Farm due next month. Yep. So they obviously said they're not reviewing it for the third series, which is weird considering they haven't seen what the figures for... I don't think they care about, I think they care about Claxton. Be. I think that's the mm. problem. I read that actually they are still going. I think that season three has been commissioned, so it won't be anything after season three. I could be wrong. To be fair, three seasons of it's probably enough. Yeah. Like, what, what more are you going to do after that? Mm. Oh, no, the band's on fire. Well, I'm just kind of wondering where he's going to go with season two because season one was all him kind of learning and building things and setting up the shop and stuff. And it was like, a lockdown it's... show, wasn't it? A lot proper lockdown show. He couldn't do anything yeah. else but that. So, yeah, weird that. And he was actually quite... I really enjoy Clarkson's farm, and I, I struggle with him at times, Clarkson, but... I felt like he kind of reined himself in. Every now and again, he'd take a pop at the younger generation because he always does because he's a full-on boomer. But, yeah, but um, that's not the offensive shit. <laughs> but, but it wasn't 
it wasn't he, that bad. I think he still. did it like he did it like two or three times. Yeah, and the rest of the time it was like carried by. He, he, he actually came across at times really sympathetic and yeah, likable because of like how he how he was understanding how the farming industry worked. I watched it all. I liked. I like that. I like the farm. I liked it. Yeah. it was a good show. But then again, him, his own persona. He, even if it's not his real persona, and he's just being a gobshite. Oh, he plays into it, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I feel like he does it. play into it. I don't. I bet he's so like lazy in real life. I bet he just wants to just sit there and read and drink, which is yeah, nothing wrong probably. with that at his age. He's probably not as he doesn't give a fuck that as much as he plays on, but. The words that come out of his mouth go to millions of ears, and mm. it's, you've got to be accountable for it. Unfortunately, and I think that's what Amazon. He just—he sounds is. like a drunk, a drunk dad on Facebook, doesn't he? That he's, yes. he's had a few too many Stellas and he's gone off on one. But the thing is, he pressed send on that email, and yeah. also that you know they published it as well. Yeah, so, you well, know the son of all is going to publish shite. So mm. really... yeah. We won't get into that. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, it's a shame for everyone losing the jobs and blah blah blah. And again, you're not a villain if you're a fan of Jeremy Clarkson. It's just he is a bit of a villain. So you've got to. It's, it all comes back around, doesn't it? I think it's more complete, just ridiculously stupid rather than yes, rather than a villain. I don't. Yeah. Well, I think I think the last thing that he said was. Uh, complete stupidity and i understand that it was a game of thrones reference and everything but he has been in the he's been in the industry long enough to know that you shouldn't say things like that that you know that was a tanked up too many beers thing to say i think the thing that got him fired from the original top gear that is completely unacceptable so yeah there is a bit of villainy yeah absolutely well he'll probably write a book about it anyway so stig's (laughs) got the farm stig's got the farm book anyway big fan Next. Uh, anyone seen the Megan movie yet? Megan. No. Megan, no. Megan Markle. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Megan has already got a sequel. Me. That was a genuine question. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's a little, it's a hot little horror. It's a new horror film which just come out. It's, based, it's like a little um, kind of robot helper girl. Like it's, you give it. You, we're parents who can't be asked to look after our kids, so we've bought this robot oh, little girl to right. like okay. to you know, play with them and teach Meghan them and stuff. Film. And she and they kind of get she kind of gets a bit overprotective, if you get what I mean. Yeah, like robots tend to do. Yeah. Okay. And they've got so Megan two point will be a sequel June twenty twenty five apparently. More Megan. Apparently, it's quite fun. Yeah, I've heard some good reviews for it. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard it's really good fun. Even like Mark Modenak said it was really good. That kind of just fun. Well, if Mike likes it, maybe I will check it out. I, I, respect, well, it, I respect his uh, his views. Yeah, but the thing with Komod is... Um, he can be old. <laughs> yeah, he can be so <laughs> sniffy about yeah, those can. kind of films. So if he's coming out and saying it's really fun, then it actually probably is really fun. Yeah, it, he's doing something hit, extra. Hit, if it's fit hit a chord with him, then yeah, it's doing something where actually yep. he's enjoyed it because yeah, he could be very sniffy about films aimed at young people. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Megan two, more Megan, 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 Meganin, the Meganin. I think. Well, <laughs> they've obviously looked at it and thought we've got something as a you know like child's play. Chuck, it's going to be like that of... little Annie, Anna, Annabelle thing, isn't it? Where there's four hundred Annabelles or whatever it's called. I've never watched any of them either. Yeah. Fucking dross. I'll wait for the kids to say, can I have a Megan for Christmas? <laughs> I don't like these little schlocky horror things. I, I like horror to do a little bit more. 
and just I'm baddie now. I'm going to stab you in the face. There's a there's a place for him. There's a place for him. Usually, like your partner wants to. No, see you them. need to watch um, the Chucky season, like the actual TV show. That's really good. <laughs> I still need to see that. It's really good. Just season two's just come out, so I want to get on that. Mm. Yeah, but that's because it leans into its ridiculousness. Yeah, like yeah. It knows what it's doing. I like self-aware so. horror, like Nightmare on yeah. Elm Street and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Next. Next up, Tron Ares. Ares is in the works at Disney. Ares. Ares. Well, that's not how it's spelt. With uh, spell? Jared A-R-E-S. Ares. Ares. That's how you spell Ares. I, I thought it normally has an I after the R. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my money messing, mate. Uh, it's, uh, how it's spelled. In the works with Disney with Jared Leto. Yeah, he set to start. No. <laughs> and Joe Chim Ronin set to direct. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. He keeps getting work. He keeps getting work. I reckon I reckon they don't pay him. I think I'll do it for free. I think he does things for free, me. <laughs> Cause who's paying him? Who's paying him? He must have something on someone. I think that's <laughs> definitely the case. Yeah. Oh, no. You lost me at Leto. There's there's still like a millions of people that want his babies. So badly. The is he, he can he can do it. I think he can act. He just he just chooses ridiculous. Like his last few roles have all just been ridiculous. Yeah, look at him in Dallas Bias Club. Mm. <laughs> Fucking sensational. Yeah. Um Lord of War is really good in Lord of War. Yeah, he's, he is. He's good in Requiem for a Dream, isn't he? I've not seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah. American Psycho. I mean, these are back when he was younger. He's um, great in Suicide Squad. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he just keeps now kind of what this House of Gucci, Morbius, the Joker. That House like, of Gucci, I watched that other week. Fucking hell, that's funny. That, that... he's great <laughs> in Fight Club because he gets punched to fuck. Yeah, but he don't say much in Fight Club, does he? How no. do you think he's going to method act for Tron? <laughs> he's going to become a robot for a year. Yeah. Insert himself into a USB. Shove himself into a computer. Yeah, he's gonna actually have like computer parts surgically put, yeah. put into US, his body. USB stuck up his ass and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Upload me. Oh god. Turn his cock into a USB. You <laughs> <laughs> still have a 50 percent chance of inserting it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it'll be USB C, mate. It'll be it'll be fucking cutting edge. Cutting edge is Leo Dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a podcast title. Jared Delito. <laughs> Jared Delito. That's really good. I like that's, that's comedy. That's comedy. Next. Um, sadly, not very funny. Uh, Bruce Straley, uh, one of the veteran game directors responsible for The Last of Us and its Left Behind expansion, and um, pretty much most of the Uncharted series, has called for unionisation in the video game industry. Yes. He was not credited for his role in shaping the setting and characters featured in HBO's hugely popular adaption, more of that later, with Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin, Mazin being awarded official writing credit. He suggests that unionisation may be the solution to ensuring creators are recognised for their contributions. I, I agree, I agree. Because even if you've designed a trash can and it's there and it's in the, in the game or in the world, that's your credit. That's that's mm-hmm. your portfolio. We said that's your we career. said last week, didn't we? Yeah. Exactly. yeah, we said last week. Two stories yeah. in two weeks of the same yeah. thing. It's disgusting. It's got to be close to unionisation happening, really now, isn't it? It has to. Mate, can't, it can't be far off. There's no choice. It's a massive industry now. It's as big as Hollywood, 
And Hollywood's yep. had unionizations for fucking decades, like 40 years. Mm. This is it's amazing. It's taken you're going to be looking at, if they do unionize, they're gonna, you're going to be looking at 90 quid games, though. No, that's yes. not just, you know, obviously people's rights are far more important, but there's going to be people kicking off about it when they realise what, what it means. That's true. It's true. But then quality is going to come out rather than quantity, I think. And then you paying paying for one 90 quid game that's going to last you months and months and months because of the quality put into it is better than someone like me keep buying 50 quid games and thinking, fucking hell, I've beat it already. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, and I'm not defending the way, I'm not defending cringe control, I'm not def- defending the way that employees are treated, but at the same time, you're going to be looking at that you're going to have less um, QA testers and you're going to have fewer um, new graduates able to get jobs because these gaming companies are not going to be able to afford people yeah. en masse. So it is, it, for the consumer, it is a double-edged sword, but things need to be put in place. And I think, as, as usual, it's just the, the, the CEOs at the top need to not have such a... Take a fucking pay cut. That's what they need. <laughs> they need to not have such a massive, massive increase in what they get paid compared to the next person down. Yeah. Yeah. And then compared to the next person down. And you, you know, when people's wages are doubling and quadrupling every time you work up one step in the ladder, that's yeah. when things go wrong. Where, you know, if no, not one employee should be paid more than double the next person down. Like, I mean, obviously the CEO is going to be paid a lot more than somebody from the ground, but they should never be paid more than twice as much as the next person. The problem with pay scale is that goes on countries as well. Because mm-hmm. the CEO of some, of, of like a, a game developer in Britain is not getting as much as a game developer in America. Not a chance, not a prayer. But then it's a world stage now as well in, in it is. gaming development. It is. It is. So the, the whole thing I think needs... Some it needs kind to be a of... massive restructure, doesn't it? Absolute mm. massive restructure. Yeah, and I think we're the ones to do it. <laughs> us far, we should take over. Not gadget because he's not here. Just us far. I'm Which in. studio do you want to take? I'll take Square Enix, please. <laughs> Microsoft, because they have everything. Okay, you can have that. Candy, <laughs> you can know have who Bethesda. I'm asking for. <laughs> can go I'll have Ubisoft. <laughs> no use. Well, you're Sony through and through. Oh, I'm on Division Three. I'll, I'll make sure it happens. Are you going to burst through that door and just go kill zone? I want more kill zone. You, <laughs> what you work on? You got to what? No, kill zone. <laughs> kill zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we can do it, guys. Together, we could we could save gaming forever. Next, uh, let's hope Johnny has his body bags ready because the sixth and final season of Cobra Kai. It's coming soon to Netflix. This is such good news. It's coming quicker than I thought. Apparently, it's yeah, coming in the next couple of months. I'm Ooh. so pumped. I'm so fucking pumped for this finale. It's going to be epic. I reckon the whole of downtown Los Angeles is going to be at war. <laughs> yeah. A karate war. <laughs> like It was just funny because we talked about this, things we were looking forward to, didn't we, on our Patreon special. And... Earlier that day, they'd actually announced Cobra Kai. And we're like, is Cobra Kai coming out? Yeah, I think it is. But if we just if one of us had just checked Twitter, yeah, we just didn't look. But yeah, there it is. This, I've this literally, I, I bought it yesterday when I was drunk playing my piano. I, were, I, were on, I bought a Cobra Kai hoodie, ready for next season. <laughs> and I'm going to wear it every episode. <laughs> Cobra Kai never dies, baby. It never dies. It's <laughs> so sure. good. It's so good. Yeah. I reckon people listening to this have gone, why do they keep talking about it? Because it's that fucking good. If you've not watched a single episode of it, just watch it. Especially the first episode's a great introduction into the whole sh- 
into the whole universe. That first episode with Johnny just being Johnny. So but also watch Karate Kid one, two, and three first. But yeah, that will help. <laughs> <laughs> that will help massively. Yeah, I'll need to watch so that series. <clears throat> have you heard what that? This is extra news, but the showrunners to that have mentioned that they'd love to do something in the Rocky franchise, like a series. Oh, imagine in the, in the same vein, because some of Rocky films are dumb, aren't they? They're daft. Imagine mm. that. Where everyone's They're bringing that the robot whole, back. The, yeah, whole, the whole world is just fighting. They're all in boxing, having boxing matches <laughs> at school. Running upstairs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so fucking pumped. Yes, Cobra Kai, baby. That's great news, Biggie. Thank you. Well, there's even more because the weird worldwide news web of weird shit. This was a very interesting one. If you've got a certain type of set of friends, <laughs> and I have, then you may yep. have been sent a certain video at some point that you click on and something happens. And this happened live it. on Match of the Day. Wolves versus Liverpool <laughs> preamble. And yes, just in the middle of Gary Lineker talking to the guys in the studio and the porn noise app went off. It's so good. And gross. it was loud. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> they, they were tried the best, didn't they? Bless them to try and get through. And then Gary Lineker's just like, he's like, is that you making that noise, Danny? And he's just like, no. And then and he cuts to Shearer and Shearer's trying not to laugh. And it's just like, <laughs> there's a video as well going... <laughs> There's a video as well now of the people who did it. Like there, he stood there in front of the TV and he's got his phone out because they found what it was. It was, it was a oh, it's chair, it? yeah, and they'd said it as a ringtone. And there's a video of him in his house calling it and like with the TV on and it going off. <laughs> it makes you laugh though. Like they're not checking chairs. It, that could have been a bomb on back of that fucking yeah. chair. <laughs> Just strapped to a chair. It's fucking funny though. It's so good. I love this. I want this to happen more often, like on Sunday brunch, live. I want something like this <laughs> Live to on TV as well, yeah. It's that, so fucking not... good. Like that time when some, someone was on the one of the X Factor live finals and someone went, you're a fucking dickhead. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Has anyone been caught out with the porn noise? Like not just, not yes. just like in your home, yeah. but like in public around people. Yeah, no, on the bus. In home, at home. Yeah. I have. At the work, is the worst. Sat, up, sat at my desk at work, and I'm like, I thought my ear, I usually sit uh, with the podcast. Uh. Yeah, so I've got an earbud in, and I'm like, so, and it, it, it disconnected, and I hadn't realized, and I've got a video, and I clicked on it, and then all of a sudden, it's just like the lady having an orgasm comes out really loud in the office. I'm like, fuck, and you're like this, scrambling to, to get it off, and then you had to, they had to explain what it was, and then my colleagues just absolutely howling but... <laughs> i have i have moments like that on the bus every day like the other day me uh my my earbuds battery just dropped i was listening to spotify and then my phone just started playing at a full whack and it was such an embarrassing song it was one of the show tunes from fucking uh west side story i'm like oh my god i'm supposed to be cool, I'm supposed to be cool. <laughs> the um the thing is now it, it, I, I've, you've become savvy to it someone sent you a video and it's like 10 seconds long you're like yep. yeah yeah. watch that with the volume down or like I know exactly what it is and you know exactly what it is because it's always the same friend <laughs> yeah I've got I also... a friend when he sends a video in and it's like 10 seconds long I'm just like everyone's just like not opening that yeah <laughs> I also destroyed my HTC One M8 which is one of my all time favourite phones of all time I destroyed it because I, I dropped it because someone sent a clip in it was a ball coming into the screen and it made me drop my phone and I dropped it in a proper smash on that. I'm like no <laughs> uh, yeah that was a bad day Stop it, it guys. That. It's funny yeah. in retrospect. 
It was Is funny that... on TV though. Seen it live oh, God, on TV. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad it happened to BBC. Yay! Um, <laughs> is that the news, Biggie? That's it, bud. Just one Fantastic. thing. One thing. <gasps> one thing you've missed that I posted earlier. Uh oh. Just a quick one. Hugh Jackman posted a picture of a Wolverine mask next to a Deadpool mask. Has a he? Proper, Let me have a look. A proper comic accurate looking Wolverine mask. Let me have a look. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's the uh, uncanny, uncanny X Men, the metal mm. one. It looks like they're finally going to get him in a proper yeah, Wolverine yeah. suit. This is good. This is good. I'm, oh, hey, that looks Bob. pretty cool. Ching. It's the uncanny one. It's the metal one when they all went. They all went in the nineties when they all went a bit metal. Oh, so cool. I have a feeling that it's going to be Deadpool making him wear it. Like, yeah, put this on now. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to that. Cool, 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 cool. Let's get on to the Nexus. We're all going to jump into one at the very end of this because we all watch the same thing. You might be able to guess what it is if you've seen the show notes. But let's talk about what we've done this week. I'll start because the only thing I've been playing really is Dragon Quest Treasures. Now, guys, don't know if you know, but I really like Dragon Quest. I've I had heard. I've mentioned it a few times. Um, Like, even Stig likes Dragon Quest Eleven, so... You know what I mean? It's a bit of their taste. And Gadget does, and Candy probably won't play it because she's scared. Yeah, I am. I'm here, and I have played it. It is yep. good. It is good, actually. I, I can't, I have to, I'm going to have to buy it now, though, because it's gone off Game Pass. Has it? Oh, mm. I've, I've seen it cheap physical, but I don't think it's cheap to download. I think it's still 50 quid to download. Places. But yeah, Dragon Quest is a long-running franchise, probably the biggest franchise in Japan when it comes to JRPGs. Um, Dragon Quest Treasures is a spin-off. Now, the, the series is very known for having spin-offs, the Dragon Quest Monsters and stuff like that, which was Pokemon before Pokemon came out, I'm led to believe. Um, I have played it, but I can't remember which came out first, the chicken or the egg. But yeah, uh, Dragon Quest Treasures is a brand new spin-off uh, where you play as Eric from Dragon Quest Eleven. You remember Eric, the Viking boy? Yes. The blue-haired guy. You play as him, and it's a prequel kind of thing. You play as him as a child with his sister, and you go into this, um, you're part of a Viking crew on a ship, and Eric's getting fed up, and his sister's getting fed up of not getting their own treasure. Because Vikings love pillaging, don't they? Pillaging, loads of pillaging. And they decide to go off on their own adventure, and they end up in this uh, dragon island where, basically, did you, any of you play Pokemon Arceus? Arceus? Never played Pokemon. Nah. It's a bit, it's a little bit like that where you've got like open zones, not open world, but open zones. You know how you can walk to a specific like open map. And the aim of the game is to either capture monsters that will fight for you. You don't, you, you can fight yourself, but you're not good. But and it's 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 not turn based battles. It's all open world battles. Or the main plot is to search for treasure, dig up treasure, get it appraised back home. And see how much your base is worth. Now, I've made the base modern escapism. And we're worth fucking thousands now. We're worth absolutely thousands. We're crushing the game. Yeah, and then wait. you go home and <laughs> use that treasure to rebuild your home base and put lovely things in. You know that kind of gaming loop that games like this do? Um, and it's just really, really pleasant. It's really fun. There's bosses in it. There's enemies that... Uh, it, it's a bit like baby's first JRPG in a, in a strange way because there's no like none of that annoying grindy stuff that you have to do that people don't like. There's, you don't have to focus too much on stats. It's all 
you get more treasure, your level goes up. You fight more monsters, your level goes up. That's it, really. And it's it's just really, really nice. It's got a bit of Monster Hunter to it as well. If I, it, got, it was going really cheap. I got it for 40 quid. Because uh, it came out at like 50 quid or whatever. <clears throat> and it, it's one of those... It's probably going to go down even, even cheaper, to be honest. But it's worth picking up if you just... Do you know them them games that keep telling people like you're listening to a podcast or you're watching films or you're doing something? It's proper. It's a lovely little like game loop for that. I really recommend it. Um, but yeah, that's really. I, I've I've started watching the American Office again, again. <laughs> and I'm on season. I'm on season four already, and it's January still. I just, oh God, that's that show's one of the best shows to just have on in background in the world. Super. It's so good. But yeah, um, the next thing I want to talk about is something we're all going to talk about together. So I'm going to move swiftly on to Biggie. Yeah, I've just finished uh, season one of Alice in Borderland. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. is um, a Japanese series that came out in 2020. I missed it completely. It was uh, a recommendation. I'm going it to come see... out before Squid Game, and then people watch Squid Game. It came out around the same time, didn't it? Yeah. That's why I didn't carry on with it. I watched Squid Game and then went on to Alice in Borderland. I was like, no, it's too similar. Yeah. Oh, so I need is to it really back. similar? It <laughs> Not is. Not really, but it was, I mean, similar enough that I've been burnt yes. out. It's basically based on um, a manga, in fact, by Haro Asso. And it does have strenuous links to Alice in Wonderland by the title, of course. But some of the characters do have names that would resemble characters from uh, Wonderland. In a nutshell, um, it stars Kento Yamazaki and Tao Tsushia as allies trapped in abandoned Tokyo, forced to compete in dangerous games. The type of difficulty ah. is represented by playing cards to extend visas that, if expired, results in the player's execution by lasers being shot from the sky. They don't it's, fuck about, do they? <laughs> no, it's really well done. It's very intense. It's, um, I don't suppose that there is similarities with Squid Games, but it's definitely a lot more melodramatic than Squid Games. I thought Squid Games really dealt with the sort of the, the touching scenes. This has some um, similar stuff as well, but the Japanese just go a little bit overboard with they this. They do, don't they? But I've really Very enjoyed it. I've, animated. I've been, yeah. There, there are certain sort of monologues that just go on for a bit too long, as if you're playing yeah. like um, Metal Gear Solid game or something like that. You just want the, the speech to end. <laughs> yeah. But um, other than that, though, it's really good. Uh, I'm really intrigued to find out more about the story. To go into too much after what's been revealed through the first season would ruin it for anyone to watch it. So I won't go I might too much into it. put that on this this week because I know it's it's getting renewed on that as well, isn't it? I know it's big. I mean, season literally, come out. yeah. The the first episode is so well done, and it ends with a, a really cool sort of cliffhanger that would be almost as good as if it was like the season cliffhanger. So there's definitely stuff that makes you want to keep watching. It's very well done. Uh, the acting's cool. really good. Special effects are really done well. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. But yeah, I definitely think um, Squid Games is the better so far, I think. But there is season two on Netflix, so I'm going to try and watch that next. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And yet your other thing is also the other thing we're going to chat about together. So let's go to Candy Town. Uh, well, another Japanese thing. I've been watching Junji Ito Maniac, or its full title, Junji Ito Maniac, Japanese Tales of the Macabre, mm, which yeah. is a 
anthology series on Netflix by the renowned horror anime artist or manga artist, I should say, Junji Ito. Um, the best way, yeah, absolute legend. The best way to describe it really would be it's kind of like a taster into his work. Um, the episodes are split into uh, either one or two short stories, and I think the the shorter stories, the ones where it is split into two, do suffer a bit from being just ten or fifteen minutes long. It doesn't really give you enough time to really kind of sink into the horror of it at all. There's yeah. quite a few of the stories that. I'd like to, uh, had I not known of them already from, it's it's taken from uh, mostly Tomie and um, a few of yeah. his other anthologies. So if I, ha- if I hadn't known more or less the stories, I would have liked to have known more. And it's, it, it doesn't follow all of the short stories exactly, but it's, uh, yeah, just, just like I said, it's basically like a taster menu. Um, the anime does retain Jinji's distinct style albeit slightly less detailed than his 2D panels. Um, so his style, obviously, it's a long way from the kind of Uwu girls and yes. uh, pretty boys of the more popular mangas. Um, <laughs> you can really tell the like the traditional influence, like from the traditional uh, Japanese theatre and art in his style. Um, I yeah, think the one yeah, main yeah. difference being, whereas the manga's in black and white, other than a couple of, it's normally got a couple of pages in the middle. Hasn't Don't they it, have like color. red blood in it as well? Um, Some of them. Do you know what? I can't remember, but yeah, prob- yeah, very possibly. Um, but all the anime episodes, bar one, are in, uh, in colour. And the episodes range from a little bit silly. Um, for example, an episode about an ice cream truck that takes kids on a ride across the city before eventually turning them into ice cream themselves. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, it's raspberry. <laughs> I'd, yeah. I'd definitely be, be vanilla. That's boring, isn't it? Um, so but yeah, it, it goes to the kind of more... I'd be mint choc chip. That's not nah, choc chip in there. you'd be rum and raisin. <laughs> rum and raisin? <laughs> Fuck off. The granddad's ice cream. <laughs> Fuck off. But yeah, it does go to the more kind of genuinely horrifying... Um, one episode that does stand out to me um, that has stuck in my head a little bit as being particularly chilling is a story called Long Hair in the Attic. And I think that yes, was in Tomie. Yes, it was, yeah. And it's, even in the anime, it's horrible. Like you can hear the, the kind of sound effects and the noises that she's making where she sort of, the, the ghost picks up the phone and she's like, all you can hear is the teeth grinding. Yeah, I've read that. And it just goes straight through you and just the, the vision, the like, of this head strung up in the attic by his yeah. hair. <laughs> hate it, hate it, hate it. Oh. I mean, I'd go check your attic if I were you. Thank God I haven't got one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I I'm, I'm not going to check my pantry, though. Um, but yes, yeah, so, some of the stories are kind of prevented from sticking with you just for just purely because they are too short. Um, it doesn't shy away from being like viscerally gory either. There's plenty of heads being popped off left, right and centre. Skin being peeled back in layers and plenty of uh, plenty of rotten corpses to enjoy. Um, but I think that the genuine scares come from the kind of seeds of the paranormal that get planted in your head. Um, oh, one thing I do want to mention as well, and it seems an odd thing to focus on, but the uh, the title screen, like the intro, is so fucking cool. It's so pretty and so bright. Oh, it's amazing. Um, I don't think this anime is going to be for everyone. Um if you if you 
have been watching other Netflix animes that have been popular recently, like Arcane or Castlevania or Edge Runners, you're probably not going to find that much in common with uh, with Maniac. Um, but if you do like, if you do watch it and you like what you see, go if and like read his books. Fiend, yeah, watch this. <laughs> yeah, but for, <laughs> see, seek out his books because they're just incredible. Yeah, really oh, and also another thing I'll say: there are not enough cats in this at all. I was expecting way more cats because Junji Ito is a famous cat lover. Yeah. He writes the most horrific, horrific, scary even a cat story, stories. Isn't there? Yeah, the, I've I've got it. Yep, cat diary. Uh, but it. yeah, he he writes the most gorif- like gory, horrific stories, and he's the most jolly little cat loving fellow. If you ever see him being interviewed, he's adorable. But yeah, there is a there's a cat episode right at the end, so I'm not too unhappy. But yeah, if you like it, seek out the books. Excellent, Ginger Ito's maniac. Go for it, Stig. Speaking of maniacs, uh, just before we get into mine, I found Dragon Quest Eleven. Top on fifty nine. Good old Turkish VPN. Yes, get it, mate. Get it down. <laughs> you will. Co- you will go to it at some point. The only thing, other thing I did this week was I played a game. I replayed a game, which is very yeah. rare for me because I don't think you ever can, have, have you? I can count on one hand literally the five games that I've replayed. This was a game I've played for the third time. It's not okay, even one. Hell, I've played, must twice. Be good. played it for three times. Can you guess what it is? Uh, Half Life Two. No, no, no. I played this and completed it this week. Played it and completed it this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris. Yes. Oh, hey. yes. I know so, you would doubt that. I know you would doubt that. Guys. I decided to play this again because I just randomly put on the soundtrack when the it's office. It's been updated again, day. hasn't it? As well, it's been updated. And I remember Biggie brought yeah brought a story to the Biggie's breaking news that it had been upgraded on the PlayStation Five to four K, one twenty frames per second. Right. Has um, feedback and everything like that. So I thought, fuck it, I'll go have a look. So good. Get the PS4 version. You can upgrade to the PS5 version for free. Yeah. So that'll save you. You basically get it for half price. It's so fucking good. So I've 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 talked about how much I, I've liked this game before, but I've never actually reviewed it. So I'm gonna gonna review this game on why I think it's yes. just stunning. So the game is um, from developers Nomada Studios. It's published by. Devolver Digital and the soundtrack is by the composers The Berlinist that have fit in well with your topic this week, Candy, because mm-hmm. I believe it has some female members in The Berlinist. I'll uh, look them up. They are brilliant. Um, so the game follows a girl named Grace who wakes up on the palm of a crumbled statue of a woman. She attempts to sing out but quickly becomes choked up and the statue hands crumble, dropping her to the colourless earth below. After that, you kind of take a journey of kind of self uh discovery isn't it yeah yeah it's a the whole thing is about grief you go from uh these different kind of worlds and areas in different colors you start in red you move into green then blue then yellow and it's basically the story of a girl trying to come to terms with the death of her mother yes but it's just so beautiful that the the artwork is absolutely stunning it's all kind of like geometric shapes watercolors just splashes on the screen uh but the music that goes along with it is just sets the environment the tone it's so good it's so emotive soul wrenching uh, Mm. and effective yeah i absolutely love it and yet the game itself is a basic platform puzzler there is nothing hard about this game no my kids have completed it 
it can be done and completed in like the space of three to four hours. Not a long game at all, which is kind of why I picked it up and just decided to play I it again. I think that is to its... It's the best thing, one of the best things about it. It's a one-sitting game, like a record. Yeah. Like you're mm. listening to a, a full album. Yeah. I sat and played... The second time I played this, I sat and played it in one sitting. Oh, this time I did it in a couple of sittings because I started it late and then finished it off on my next go. But I got through it way quicker this time because I kind of remembered things and what I needed to do. And yeah, there are some puzzly bits. Yeah, like as you go through the game, you start. You kind of your character. She unlocks certain things where she can kind of turn herself into a block, which can destroy things. She can swim, and then she can do like double jumps and sing to the environment. You know, as you go along, you unlock these things. I'm downloading it now. Fuck it. But it's so good on the PlayStation 5 because yeah, I'm doing of the upgrade. It now, mate. <laughs> that 120 frames per second is just stunning. And mm. the um, the controller, uh, the noises come out of the controller as well. Oh, wow. So I'll, when I'll play you... it with headset anyway, like you told me to first. Oh, time. no, I, I would play it without the headset. If you, you played this already, if you're going to play it on the PlayStation 5, play it so the the noises and, and the singing and that comes through out of the controller. Oh, yeah. So they, they take advantage of that. The only noise that's come out of this controller is BB from uh, Death Stranding's crying. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they full on, it's not just, uh, oh, we've upgraded the graphics. They've actually put effort into it. The haptic feedback. You know it. the light You know the light around the pad in the middle? Mm. That changes color when you go into new into the new environments. Oh, I love that. So it's just little touches like that. So it goes red and then green and blue. But yeah, I I know that um, I was I talked to Gadget about this about buying it, and when he listens back to this, like Gadget, I really think you would love this game. Just just buy it. It's, it's meditative. I I yeah. I, I remember Ooh. playing it because Stig and Stig knows me. He has to tell me what how to play it to to fully appreciate it, like I did well on night. And he he told me don't listen to a podcast put your headphones in and 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 play it and i did and i came back to him that night and i drank a bottle of wine while i was playing it and it just complimented it perfectly i meditated while playing it if you get what i mean it was just mm. it's it's one of the best games in its genre bar none mm, you know i played it with my daughter after he recommended it and really she's it's fascinated so watching special. it it's such a special game i think if you have experienced really close loss mm. and grief like it's that kind of game could really help you get through it i i found it as like a bit of a a losing of faith as well and and getting that faith back not in a in, in a god i mean in yourself yeah and i interpreted in depression as well yeah. yeah 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 and there's I... some moments in that game that are just the first time you play it it's just like fuck oh, it's yeah. just so brilliant and cathartic and there's such a release um super special but even though knowing that certain things were coming i was waiting for it and i was just like yeah like i just i just love it it is literally a game you could play once every year like yeah i played it three times in four years now yeah i could see it being a thing like my daughter's not played it i know my son's played it and finished it but i'd i'd like to my daughter's of age now she could probably sit and play it and me and her just Playing through that, I mean, I'm not going to give her any wine because she's got <laughs> she's, she really got a taste for it at the moment. Um, but yeah. she's got prime; she can drink. She's only got she's got no problem like like father, like daughter. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a game that, like, if you're on the fence with it, 
just take the plunge and I'll I'll back Stig up. If you don't like it, I'll pay for your copy that you bought. I was just gonna say that. I was gonna say the same thing. Like if you don't yeah. like it, it's like don't like it, I'll pay for it because I just don't see how I'll you can pay it. <laughs> oh you're a cop yeah and if you are a cop i don't trust you anyway so you're not getting any money yeah like I, I can completely see why someone might play it and go there's not much to it to a game but there's more in there than just a game and even yeah. the game is fine yeah uh, like but I, it's weird how this studio hasn't done anything since came out i think what's it 2018 2019 yep. something like that and i just i don't understand i, how hope, they the, I hope the knuckling down and taking since. the time and, and doing something else something vein. like this something yeah. like that that real kind of tugs at your heartstrings and stuff like do you know it's what like... it reminds me of it's sorry it reminds me of do you know like how everyone was talking about how inside is such a formative moment in that genre and that platform this is like mm. the antithesis of something like inside inside's the darkness gris is the light yeah that kind of yeah. genre and it oh, oh. It's like the, the mix of the actual gameplay, like the technical element of the gameplay is secondary to the experience itself. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Because the artwork, the music is completely at the front of that game. Uh, the visuals and the music is all in that game. I, ju- I was going to say, just like inside, though, I have actually read different interpretations yeah. of yeah. The whole, of that, of Greece, and, and it would actually work. Yeah, I'll tell you about it after, so it's not you know it doesn't spoil it for anyone listening who hasn't played the game. But I read something and I was like, oh, that's interesting that that's how they viewed it. Mm. So, yeah. but yeah, Greece is amazing. It's had its upgrade for PS5, Xbox Series S, and X. If you have both of those, I would go for the PS5 version because it's better. So uh, that means a ten out of ten game is becoming an eleven out of ten now, basically. I don't see it. Unfortunately, I mean, I actually don't view it. It's one of my favorite games, but I don't view it as a 10 out of 10 just purely because I think the gameplay is kind of basic. It's minor, yeah. I, I, I think it's perfect. I don't think that, I don't think anything needs to change. I mean, that's yeah, but it doesn't perfect. bother me. I don't think no, it needs no. to be like a Mario-esque style no, platformer no. Or, or at all. Like, that detract, just... detract from its message. Yeah. Yeah, I think if it was too hard, you'd probably maybe lose people. I think it's yeah, exactly. The difficulty. There's not going to be any right. awesome games done quick at speedruns of Gris because it's not that kind of game. No. <laughs> it's just yeah. Super- anyway, <gasps> something light like Gris, um, which I think is French for grey, but we're going to go even greyer now. Um, Spanish, I think. Spanish, yeah. We're going to go even even greyer now to something we've all watched and I believe enjoyed. Um. Cultural touchstone this month already. The Last of Us TV show by HBO. Is it HBO? HBO. It is. Mm-hmm. Has dropped. We've we've all seen the first episode. By the time you've listened to this, we've seen the second episode. I'll I'll start. This flawed me in a way. In a, in a way, I didn't expect it to be this good mm. at all. I was ready to write it off. We don't need games to become TV shows. Just play the game. No, 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 no. This has got more to it, and you know how we, initially I thought this is going to be great. Is the opening? Uh, I'll, I'll just spoil the opening where a doctor's having being interviewed, and I went, "Wow, we've already got way more context into this than ever before." And and it just it's not it's not beat for beat what the game is. There's enough difference to it. I'm getting surprised. I'm loving everyone in it. I, I I've got no flaws. I know it's episode one. I've got no flaws apart from it ended. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But what do you guys think? Yeah, I absolutely it was great. loved it. I thought it delivered exactly what I thought it would do. If you look at storyline from any game, if any game is ever going to be a success as a TV series, this is ripe for it because the game itself yeah. has been rightfully plaudited for that because it, it is a brilliant game. I love it. One and two are fantastic games. They're intense. Um, they're not perfect as games, but as a story-driven no. game, absolutely. The acting in the, the games was fantastic. So for this to convert into a TV show, you need good actors to deliver that. And I think they have. They found them. Do you know what's really interesting as well is this is probably the first time that they've just copied the story from a game and yes. put it on the screen. Yes. Adapted. And it's yeah. all the better for it. Yeah. All the Resident Evils and <laughs> made their own they thing, kind of enjoy they? it, the Halo stuff and everything. It's always like we're going to make our own story separate from what you saw in the game because you've played the game. You don't want that story anymore. And this yeah. just proves that no, if you have a good story yep. and you have good writers and good actors to portray that on the screen. And the director of the game actually writing the show. <laughs> yeah, you can just retell that story for the screen because it's not just gamers who are going to watch this. Yeah. I'm sat watching it with my wife. She really enjoyed the first episode. There are plenty of other people watching this for the first time who have never experienced Last of Us and have no idea of the story. Somebody at work so came you, to me and you can said just Tuesday. They said, do that um, story. Yeah, yeah. They came Tuesday and said to me, have you seen that new zombie program? Uh, the last. I know you like Walking Dead, the, the Last of Us. There's zombies and they can run and stuff. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't go, <laughs> yeah, I, I've platinum the game. And you know, I didn't go into that. Cause, you know, my, my secret identity at work is I'm cool. Um, but yeah. Gaming's cool these days, mate. Gaming's no, cool. No, no. It is. I think the saddest part about the show is Nico Parker because she was fantastic. What delight she is in that show playing Joel's daughter. Oh, yeah. she was mm. amazing. The, the, the scene, the, that scene, like she just. I think that's so... better than game. I think it's better than the yeah, game. Yeah, she I was so. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, come on, Pedro Pascal. What, what can't he do now? What can't he do? The man is a walking legend now. Um, he, he he is a chameleon, that man. Have you seen him in like um, Kingsman Two and the difference between him and and in um, uh, Unbearable Weight of Talent, or whatever it's called? The difference, the mm. difference in that man, the Mandalorian, and then now Joel and it's everything he's ever done. Oh, my God, fuck the man! The man can act, can't he? <laughs> and he's nailed <laughs> Joel. He, he's nailed oh, that God, sort of. Yeah. He sounds like he how I think Joel him. sounds. Yeah, yeah. I love that they have got the little Austin accents. It's adorable. But it's yeah. I, I like how they haven't shied away. In fact, they've made more of a thing of actually Joel has got PTSD and he is yeah. quite cold hearted. Did you, you know, notice the little, the, the little nod on the back of his car, bumper sticker saying veteran? Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's why he's tough. <laughs> that's why he's uh, <laughs> the veteran. You didn't get none of that in the game. Yeah, it added touches. It, it added touches where it needed to, or it benefited from adding things, and it took things away that it benefited from benefited from taking away. Like there's elements that happened in the game that would have just dragged in the TV show, and yeah. then there's bits that are expanded on and things that needed to be front loaded that you don't maybe get to see until a little bit further down the line with the game. 
Yeah. But yeah. I just, it, it's been long enough since I played the game that I didn't realize. And I've, I've really had some joy, like having a look at the side to side um, screenshots of the game versus yeah, yeah, yeah. the TV show, because it's been long enough um, that I played the game that I kind of, I, like, I know it followed it pretty much beat for beat where it needed to, but I didn't realize just how similar the shots were. Like in terms of when they're like driving away and everything, like the that place is on fire, and I yeah. I do I did notice that that scene, um, was pretty much identical to the game. I did remember that, yeah. Yeah. and it'd be interesting not, to not see. Not all what they of do. them are though, are they? That's bit like there's there's a scene that I think works better in a TV. Like <clears throat> minor spoilers, there's a scene where um Joel and um Tess go into this uh, underground tunnel to get. To one of the the other districts, and they see a um, mushroom creature pinned to the wall. And in the game, that's a scene where it tutorializes stealth and how to fight and how to kill. But because it's a show, instead of doing that, they're going to have a big brawl and put the gas masks on and have a fight and have a stealth section. It's done it where it's more intriguing. It's like, how the fuck has that happened? Because we've not mm. seen a proper like moving clicker or anything yet. No. They've just made it look frightening, and they've mm. done it without having to make these people mass murderers. Because if you remember on the game, by the time you're out of the quarantine zone, Joel's killed about 400 fucking soldiers by this <laughs> point. <laughs> but he hasn't killed anyone at this point now, do you know what I mean? Apart from that old lady at the beginning <laughs> when he bonked around her head. <laughs> oh, 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 and the guy at the end of the episode, obviously, that's major spoilers, but... <clears throat> It's just the, the the show's riddled with like little plot points because I've watched it twice now. Little plot points like it expands on the virus, like it, it it mentions that this these cordyceps have like gone into the the, the wheat and the corn. And mm-hmm. if you notice, Joel and his daughter and his brother don't eat any bread products or any corn products in that episode, so that's why they're they're not sick. And the granny gets force fed cookies that she doesn't want to. It's just fucking clever, man. It's just. And you can't get that in a game because you'd just be stood there, wouldn't you? And, and the build-up. And directors and game developers don't want the characters to just be stood there listening to law. Because it's just not how, how gaming works, is it? It must be a departure, mustn't it, for Neil Druckmann as well? Like, he, all of his experiences in directing a game, and it must be a jump. Because mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. amazing of a director though he is in game, it, it wouldn't necessarily translate. So he's done well there no. to actually... Mm. I mean, maybe he's had a lot of um, help and a lot of advice, but keeping you've the got, beats you've got, you've got to make be. a show from a game that's fifty percent gameplay and pull that gameplay out and make it a show that's hundred percent story. That's why I like the build up to the big event. I just like how there are subtle clues in the background, whether it's sirens going off or there's a yeah a news bulletin going off in the background. It's just a really yeah. slow. We know it's coming, but. It's just like when she goes really to the well. watch repair shop and yeah. you've got to get home. No, you don't get none of that in game. None of it. No context. Yeah. And it, I, I, that's how they took that gameplay out and turned it. Like, I, this, this, again, there's neckbeards online saying, oh, well, how come they weren't crouching behind crates and shooting? Because that's boring. Do you know what I mean? It's, this is not there'll what be it's some, about. There'll be some, crou- some crouching yeah, and will. shooting they at will. some point. They will. They will. But you can't just go around shooting 400 people and then going, and then making it a big moment when Ellie sees um, Joel kill a man in front of her. Because in the game, he's already killed 400 men before that. <laughs> it's not a moment, yeah, you, is it, anymore? You, 
you've got to build it up for like I said, there's an audience that haven't played the game who don't care about like physics of the game or anything. They just want a exactly. really, really good um really story. Good story. Yeah. And it does that. I also like to say that I think that Bella Ramsey was really good. I yeah, think that great. some of the unnecessary hate that she's getting online is just it's, it's down to it's weird. It's weird people who are oh she doesn't look like Ellie, so she can't say like, who gives a fuck if she plays. She doesn't like, look like Joel. Yeah. <laughs> like if she if she plays uh, like Ellie, which she's doing and she sounds like her and she does a really good job of it, like that's yeah. all I'm all I'm looking for. And I thought she was great. I thought yeah, she had the she had Ellie's attitude that nailed. Yeah. I think they're all brilliant. And she's like, she's giving them fake names and stuff like that. And she's trying to break out of the fucking. It's so good. It's, it, it, I think that first episode's a perfect intro. I don't think they're all going to be an hour and 20 minutes, are they? I think it's just this first episode. That's nah, they'll be, they'll, they'll be an hour with adverts. So 50 yeah. minutes, something like that. Yeah. I'm just looking for. I mean, like, like, I know when I get home from work tomorrow, as I've recorded, I've got one to watch. Mm it's a good feeling i'm glad it's not all on at once because i've watched it all by now <laughs> yeah see that's i'm actually kind of enjoying this thing of we're people, all in it together people bringing tv shows back to weekly viewing rather yeah. than just binging it because we yeah. actually get to talk about it so say like it's fine but when you watch stranger things like you two i think candy and oodles smashed through it mm. one weekend didn't we but we, but I didn't, and by that point, all the conversation's gone. Yeah. Whereas this yeah. now in our Discord, in our chat room, we can all talk about it weekly yeah. about what's going yeah. on. I do agree. As much as it hurts having to wait an entire week, but yeah, no, I, I do agree that it's nice to get to have a chat do about I'm it. Doing and, get and watch the American Office in between. <laughs> <laughs> Panic cleanser. You wait, mate. Yeah. I'm just going to watch it every single night until the next episode comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a flawless entry into a universe. I hope it keeps up with this momentum. I like the mystery that I'm like, oh, this is slightly different. This is slightly different. Like Joel's really after finding Tommy, isn't he? Which wasn't a thing. And it's giving more stakes to the journey. It's making the journey not just Joel's got to escort Ellie. It's more Joel also wants to get away. And you know, it's, giving, it's giving some more emphasis. And I do like it. I think it's going to be good. And again, there's plenty of it. it. We might not see the whole game in this first season. Do you know what I mean? No, you do. Do you? Is that what it's yeah. the, the set? Apparently well, so. I was thinking that. Are they just going to do it season one, then one season two? Like, because... The second game's so much longer than the first game, though. I had read somewhere that it, it ends as you'd expect the first game to end. And when are they going to put, are, are they going to put in the uh, Left Behind DLC? Anywhere in that. You know Ellie's backstory with mm. a friend. Maybe there might be flashbacks. flashbacks. That was fantastic yeah. as well. Yeah. Mate, everything they've done's great. It's just I can see it being if they want to stretch it out to say three seasons at least. <coughs> this ends where the game ends. And yep. then season two ends at the midpoint yep. in the game. Yeah, and then we come back season three. Yes, the yeah. opposite it, perspective, and it and it does it what it did with us with the game. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. And then everyone who, and then people cry about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why why are we concentrating <laughs> on women? Why are women so powerful? <laughs> That's a very I'm good point. I'm gonna have to Oodles. finish number two now, aren't I? Yeah, I think you should, mate, and I think you should do it on stream. Maybe I will. But then everyone's going to see how shit I am. Do you know what? Actually, maybe I'll play the first one again as well. 
oh, that, that updated version on PS5 is That's it, because they haven't played it on else, PS5 mate. yet. That is something else. I, I, I was like, this is... N-. And I, it, Do you know why you have that thing with that roasting in the glass where you're like, oh, this is how I imagine it? I was playing that going, I did not imagine it this good. <laughs> it oh, really? look this good. <laughs> it, it looks stunning. It just yeah, hasn't got well, that then. gameplay that the second one has. You can't prone and do all that crazy stuff that you're doing. The second one's such a better game. Second one's yeah. incredible. But this fucking show, off to an absolutely bombastic start. I think it's brilliant. And again, people that have never even heard of the of the game, people are calling like, have you watched that last of them? Or uh, <laughs> the end of us? I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, the zombies. And I, was, I said to someone, I went, mushroom zombies. And they went, what do you mean mushrooms? Because they're just, they're just seeing it as a, they're not, they don't know all of it. It's so fucking good. Good. I, I love that people are looking up cordyceps and realizing it's a real thing as well. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen those videos with the ants? Yeah. Oh, the, span, the, the spider's worse. Turn it, there's one where I saw a cordyceps had affected like a, um, a monarch moth, a big fucking moth, uh, like massive, like a fucking palmyander, and it fucking got cordyceps coming out of its fucking Ooh. head, and it jumped on a fucking blue cobalt tarantula, kicked fuck out of that. Right. Infected that way, and then they just all go up and <laughs> we're gonna die by mushrooms, guys. <laughs> Did you know the interesting thing with the ants is they just get rid of it, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Like the other they ants survive just it. Take it, they survive take it, it away, throw the yeah. other ant away. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's the only problem that The Last of Us has is being compared to The Walking Dead and. Is it people is, like it. No, but it's if people are sick of those shirt, kind yeah. of yeah, if they're sick of those shows, that's the only thing that could affect yeah the success of this. But hopefully, enough word of mouth will get people to watch it anyway. I am the world's biggest Walking Dead apologist. I've seen every single episode of that show now. And, you. and no, I, I I love it. But this is complete. Walking Dead's a comic book show. It's everyone's super soldier in it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They can kill zombies with tiny little knife. This is a different thing. This is a more cerebral human story. Walking Dead's just fucking stupid by end. Mate, they were fucking stormtroopers in one of the seasons. Actual stormtroopers. People are going to lose their shit, aren't they, in the, at the beginning of season two? Mm. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, that's it. I'm interested to see the development people of who listen Joel to and Ellie. The game. I'm interested to see how that relationship develops, because at the moment they're obviously quite offish because they don't know each other, so... I think it'd be interesting to watch as the show goes. There better be that scene in the car. The better, yeah, that scene, yeah. (laughs) The better (laughs) bit. Absolutely better bit. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. And we could talk about this for hours. So let's move on to the main topic. (sighs) Comedy. It's comedy month. (laughs) And this is the patron's choice. What did they pick, Stig? As tradition, you tell me what, what, what it was. They had a choice of cringe comedy, uh, best satire parody, uh, favorite comedy games, and golden com- comedy moments. And the favorite comedy games won it. The nerds with, have won I again. Forty-four percent of the votes. Ooh, the nerds have won it again. So comedy games. Uh, we, uh, I, I mean, me and Stig when we were talking about, it, we immediately thought like games that are supposed to be comedies, but I suppose we've expanded it a little bit to games that make you laugh um i'm very intrigued in what candy thinks is a funny game because she laughs at everything i laugh at everything <laughs> and what i'm laughing at in my game is not gonna be what a lot of people find funny 
but it's uh, a game that tries really, really, really hard to be funny. And if you've got the sense of humour of a 12-year-old boy, it is. And that's the Borderlands series and Tiny Tina. Yes. Borderlands, right, yes. It's definitely a comedy game. It's definitely a comedy game, but it's the most juvenile, cartoonish cartoonish sense of humour there is almost It's almost like Looney Tunes. It is. It's completely over the top. It's completely daft. But it's it's again, it's another one that's very self-aware. But it's it's dick and fart jokes. It's slapstick comedy. But it's also like a really bloodthirsty game as well. Like it, yeah. it definitely has dark moments. But it's and you know the the things that are funny, the things that are supposed to be funny, like claptrap, are often not what's the fu- the funniest part of it. Now you have to you have to forgive me on this a little bit. I, the only intro into the Borderlands world I know is playing the Telltale version. Right. Which I've I think apparently a, a lot of people... game. A proper Borderlands game. Apparently the Telltale ones are some of people's favourites as well. Have you played the Brilliant. most recent one? Yeah, yeah. There's another really, one I love Telltale games. I, I, haven't, I haven't played either of them yet. So I've played... Yeah. Um, I haven't played one. I've played two, three and Tiny Tina. Um, and because Tiny Tina is the most recent one I've played, I'll probably focus on that a little and bit. The first-person shooters aren't there, like arcadey style first-person. Yeah, really even, good. even Tiny Tina is a first-person shooter, and I think a lot of people were thinking it's, it was going to be kind of more medievally in spells, although you can use the spells. But it's, I think Tiny Tina's possibly a little bit aimed maybe towards a slightly younger audience or to an audience that haven't played the Borderlands games before, because it's it is a little bit tamer, and it's not that like the humor in it is not quite so X-rated, but it's still pretty funny. Like there's, um, I remember in the uh, tutorial, um, you pick up a spell and it's called, uh, oh no, they were talking about the tree trunks that have fallen. It was called uh, Jumpus Tutorialis because it's literally like showing you how to jump and everything. <laughs> I, like, I like that though. And then <laughs> you kill um, you kill one of the crabs, which is basically to show you how to shoot and everything. And um, I think Tiny Tina's one liner was, uh, Strangely, it died with its entire life savings on it. <laughs> so it goes through the money and everything. Um, yeah. yeah, you've got Butt Stallion and Torg, which is a fairy that looks exactly like Marcus Phoenix, but he's wearing a tutu and fairy wings. You literally, yeah, I think Gadget mentioned that. Yeah, it's it's good. You you literally blow up the sea. You explode the sea. Um, and oh, a... yeah. Well, why not? <laughs> and there's an entire chapter dedicated to taking the piss out of the Witcher as well. Like that—that's the thing; it does quite well. It does How parody. Dare they? It, <laughs> it parodies a lot of um, TV. Like I think it was Borderlands Two, and there's um, Prince Jeffrey, I think, and he's Instead of Joffrey. It's literally Joffrey. He's even sitting on a, um, a he's sitting on a throne of guns. Uh-huh. And there, there was another one as well. And I think you're you're trying to um, rename a, a species, which ends up being a bully mong but you, you you call it something and you can't um it's trademarked so you end up calling it a bone fart or something but <laughs> it, it, it's just ridiculous it's not everyone is going to find it funny it is ju- it is dick and fart jokes it's juvenile but it is it tickles one of the best fancy. uh side quests in borderlands 2 i think it was was uh shooting muck face shoot him shoot face <laughs> you, you find him on one of the levels and you go up to him and he's like it, it has that little symbol above his head like it's a mission. So you go up to him and he goes, shoot me in the face, shoot me in the face, come on, shoot me in the face. You shoot him in the face, quest done. Yeah. And you get you XP just, oh, for thank it. Thank you. <laughs> That's the kind of quest I'm into. I like that. I did, I actually well playing games. I had a good playing games. 
Yeah, they They're are. Good They're good solo. You can play them with your mates as well, either together or um, online. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's awesome. Really, it's one really of the last few split screen games as well that you can play as a yeah. first person oh, wow. shooter. Yeah, they are, they are fun, but it's yeah, hmm. just completely ridiculous. I hope. I mean, there's I actually, not. Much... I actually own the the handsome collection somehow. I do. I yeah. That. I oh, mean, wow. we. Can, I wonder if it's too. I wonder if you can play it with four if it's online. I think you probably okay. can. Maybe that would be a good one to play on stream. Maybe then. Maybe. And I'm terrible. You know, I'm a terrible shot though, don't you? Oh, I'm me. Oh, I am the worst person at first person shooters. But no, Tiny I'm Tina, I don't think you'll find I'm worse at first-person shooters. But uh, Tiny Tina, it's it's easy. It's so easy. It's such an accessible game. They're just looter shooters. Mm. You find a game, you find a gun that you like, which in my case is like a rapid fire, and it's just yeah. like bullet fodder, spray I'm and pray. Kind of like a like a like a bolt rifle, mate. Not not a sniper, but a bit more. Yeah, you have that. Bit, you have that. Bit of a long distance, but not quite. And once you've super uh... long distance. Complete the main game. There's like new game plus versions where it levels up higher, and the enemies are a lot tougher. And you can keep going and level up and get better versions of the guns. I like the sound of that. That, that mm. does tickle my fancy a little bit. Yeah, Maybe some I'll of the post game. Come to me and some collection I've got. Some of the post game stuff in Tiny Tina is actually better than the main game. Like it is literally just a grind, but it's mm-hmm. it's just um, it's that sweet sweet yeah. It's just that sweet mm. dopamine fix that you get when you yeah. get a gun that's just slightly better. <laughs> Whilst being funny. Oh yeah, absolutely. Whilst being funny. <laughs> cool, cool. Borderlands, Borderlands, guys, get into Borderlands. Come on, God, fucking hell! I hate people that are not into Borderlands. Um, <laughs> Biggie, what's your game? I've got a list here. Borderlands but one that... <laughs> <laughs> I've got a big list here, but the one that I really wanted to talk about was Overcooked because. It's fucking funny, that game. <laughs> I've played a lot of that. It's an okay game on its own, but it's with your friends is where it works. It's If you're in the same room, it's just unbelievably. It's Man, so, divorced because of that so funny. <laughs> and it's such a basic concept. You're literally cooks in various different degrees of levels where the scenery changes. There's, I don't know, counters that move and stuff like that. But basically, you're basically in a restaurant on each level. You get orders come in. You have to make the orders, and depending on what they order, you have to find the ingredients. And somebody has to chop them up, somebody has to wash the plate, somebody has to serve the meals, and you have to be organised. And the more alcohol involved, the funnier that game is. <laughs> and there's not many times when you'll find yourself in a room where somebody shouts out, I need more fucking onions. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's exactly that. It's just such a fun multiplayer game. You can mess 2v2, so you can nick the plates off your mates so they can't put food on plates. You can knock people out, you can nick their food. It's just chaos in a kitchen. Kitchen goes on fire, you can hide the fire extinguisher. It's just chaos, but as a room of people playing it, it's incredible. There's not many games as good as that. I watched a stream of, um, it was like a a, a made for, like a setup stream where they had a real head chef, a real sous chef, a real pastry chef, and everything like that. And they all had to play their own roles in that. And for the first, like, far four or five levels. Pastry Chef doesn't have a job and he'll just stood there. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I just stream it and it's like, and Ed just go, come on! Come on, chop those fucking tomatoes! Chop it! It's so fucking good. I, I, I've i only ever played it, like, on Switch. Do you know them? Uh, like a basketball court or on top of a, 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 a building, a party. I'm joking, but in an actual house. And we, we've all got, like, a, joy, a Joy-Con each. And 
oh, fuck it. And a big, like, big smart TV. Yeah. Where, where it splits. Fuck it, mate. I was fucking owling. And it's a game that you make the comedy come out of it, isn't it? Yeah. We played it with shots as um, a penalty for losing the round. Mate, you'd and have been fucked. We, we were. All of us were. It was brilliant. One of my mates at one point just drops control on the floor. And he's like, why is my kitchen on fire? You know, it's, it's just, <laughs> the opening yeah. level where you have to feed that creature. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, it's got a bollocks plot. I mean, it, for some reason it has a plot, but yeah, it's just the gameplay itself is is such yeah. great. Fun. But I got a list of honourable mentions as well. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Uh, I played recently NBA Two K Playgrounds Two, which is like a latter That's day not a comedy game. That's a sports it's, game, but it's like a latter day NBA Jam. It's just really funny with big head. Characters running around doing super moves <laughs> and two v two was just okay. such a, such a great laugh. Um, I want to give a special shout out to the games like Discworld, Monkey Island, Day of the Tentacle, yeah, all the scum, clicking um, point and click games, um, yeah. Cards Against Humanity as well. I played that. <laughs> Never thought of that. That's yeah. a game. Ooh. And I, I played that in a group of well. people, and I laughed. My head off with that game. Some of the stuff that came out was just brutal. I have come out with some brutal answers. It's yeah. the most actually... politically incorrect game ever. Oh isn't yes, it? it's so cool. and I can't even mention the one that won because it was just don't. <laughs> the timing of that was incredible. You can get um, we have the kids version. Yes, we do. The kids absolutely love it because it's just full of fart and pee. Like this one, there were there were one saying. Uh, I think what the question was. Your mummy and your mummy and daddy come down on Christmas Day. You open your gift and what's inside? And one of them's like a big poo, and they just laugh right <laughs> yeah, They love it. They absolutely love it. <laughs> like, yeah, if you're playing like with me and uh, Kate playing with the kids, like Kate will ask a question, and I'll get away with like a naughty answer, which will just go over the kid's head. Yes, yes. So it's yes. just like I think I've, I don't know if I've told this on here or not. Like the one about daddy's trying something new. No, it was like something's like, sorry, kids, um, daddy can't come today. He's trying something new, and then that I I, I put the answer as the babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> and Amelia's like, ha, 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 we don't no, understand. Yeah, Kate was <laughs> laughed, and Amelia was just like, I don't get it. And it's yeah. like, man. But <laughs> yeah, a big poo would have been better. And there's, there's <laughs> answers in there that are written by kids in the corner. It says written by. Yeah, child. So there's ants. Oh, They've cool. actually got children to write some of the ants. Like it's a really good version out. of the game. Yeah, so it's really and, good and for yes, kids. The myth is true. There is a hidden card in the box of the game if you cut it open. That is a true myth. Only in card. the new the... ones. Yes, not the original. That's what we, we got. Yeah, we've got like when it first came out, we've got it. It's not in there. Oh no, I've got the new one where there is a special card in and underneath. Cut it open. Ooh. We did. We did get the expansion pack where you can write your own. Yeah, I like that as well. But then again, that really peers into your mind and how dark and twisted you are. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. You gotta it's definitely gotta play it with the right group of people to get the best fun out of it. The new no, expansion no, no. pack's brutal because it's got I, I don't even know if I wanna say no, I'm not gonna say no, it it's, say too, it's too much. It's too much about a, a certain celebrity and I was just like, fuck, that's too far. That's too yeah, far. The, we played once and one of the guys just kept putting answers that made no sense. To me, to, for it to be funny, you have to find something that's funny but also makes sense to the yeah, yeah. question being asked. Yeah. So he'd get stuff like the Jimmy Savile card and he'd just put Jimmy Savile in. It's like, that doesn't Didn't make, always work. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Just put in Jimmy Savile as the answer. Yeah, because he'll probably... say, like, Ben and Jerry's have come out with a new ice cream flavour. 
and they'll put Jimmy Savile. That's not funny. Yeah. That's not funny. I mean, it depends how many vodkas you've had that can be funny. <laughs> yeah, he, he was just he was just doing so crap because he'd just do stuff like that. Whereas it's a great yeah, pick, got... though, that big. That's a fucking... That's yeah, Cards Against Humanity is... It's amazing. Especially if you have a player around parents or grandparents for the first time and they have, <laughs> yeah. no, idea, have no idea like what it's going to be. <laughs> I played it in a group of like-minded people and it was just the funniest night I've ever had. It was incredible. If you've got more honourable mentions, we'll save them. Um, we'll move on. Um, I've got a game. Uh, and I know none of you have played it. Well, I hope it. so, because that's what the, the topic yeah. is. I, no, no, none of you have played it, because I mentioned it on the podcast very early on. Probably in the first year. Uh, maybe not the first year, actually. Maybe two years ago, judging from the release date of this game. Um, a game called Unmetal. Um, oh, yeah, release... Have you? Yeah. Fuck off, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was teaching self-action. Fuck off! Classics Fuck with a healthy off. dose of humour and satire, yeah? <laughs> I was that about one. to say that! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what Stig said... You play as um, Jesse Fox, who is definitely not an elite commando, under arrest for a crime he didn't commit, and must escape a covert military base using his wits and fist. Now, I do this is a metal. This. this is this is a Metal Gear parody. So you need to have. This is one of those comedy games where you need to have played games before to appreciate it. And I don't mean just Metal Gear game. I mean games in general, like from history. Um. Basically, it plays like um, 2D Metal Gear, hide and seek, uh, a bit like Hitman as well, where you toss a coin, a baddie will walk to pick up that coin. <laughs> you, you CQC them, you, and then you get rid of the body. But what the game does better than its actual gameplay, its gameplay is really simple and really easy. It's hide and seek. You, you, get, you get found, alarm goes off, you're probably dead. That, that typical stealth stuff, but... What the game does really cleverly is its narrative. It starts off, you're Jesse Fox, you're in a cell, and he talks like Solid Snake. He's putting a Solid Snake accent, but to a proper like caricatured level. And you're being interviewed by a colonel who asks you how you escaped this um, this this place because you get captured basically. You're a helicopter pilot. That's it. You're a helicopter. You're not a trained military man or anything. You're just a helicopter pilot, a private helicopter pilot, and you get shot down. And then you can answer what, how you escaped, and you've got to play like one of the very first things. Like I entered this courtyard, and there was, and then it asks you how many guards you want to put in there, and if you put, it'll say two, five, ten, and it, the game kind of tricks you. Like I thought, I'm, 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 I'm going to put two guards in there. And he goes, two dozen guards. I'm like, fuck, he's done me. <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely done me. If you'd have picked 10, he'd have gone, 10-inch guards. You know what I mean? He doesn't fully tell you what it is. And he's two dozen guards. And 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 like you can you can restart that checkpoint and do it again. And there's always a correct answer that makes the game a bit easier. But then you just continue and you, you unlock more things. Like there's there's a bit where there's, there's a... Um, a, a Another soldier trapped behind a um, a prison, and, you, and you're, you're looking through the window. Do you know the prison bars when they uh, they can't get out? And it is like, I, I need I need a um, a radio. If you can get a radio, I'll I'll chat to you. Do you know like on Metal Gear, the codec type thing? Mm. And he'll go, I'll go find you a radio. You find a radio, you hand it to him, and he goes, Right, have you got a radio? I'm like, 
No, I've just given you that radio. So then, <laughs> if, if you're not clicked on, you've got to go and then find your own radio and shit like that. And like, I, I've picked out my favorite moment. Like, you get the, the the clever thing is, whenever there's a boss, big boss, you pick what you want to fight in a weird way, but without knowing fully what it'd be. Like, I went into the sewers at one moment. And it's like, and then I was I was besieged by, and it let you choose rats. Um, squirrels, and I thought oh, I'd rather get besieged by squirrels if I'm in a sewer. <laughs> Ten million squirrels, and, and then they chase you out of fucking sewer, and you've got to fucking torch them with a flamethrower and fucking get out of there. Or like some bosses, like I, I fought a big trash monster in the sewer, and it had, and you pick how many tentacles it had, and again, two dozen tentacles. Remember <laughs> tricks you, and I've got some early interactions as well that's really funny. So. The guards are all called Mike for a gag that's in the game. So, like, there's one moment where you knock on a door and like, it's one of the guards. Who is it? I'm not letting you in. And it goes, it's Mike. But if you put the wrong name in, you're going to get a game over. Do you know, like a point and click. Yeah. We can get game over from dialogue. Mm-hmm. If you go, it's Mike. Oh, oh, hi, Mike. Come in. You're up, Mike. And you've got to fight him and stuff like that. And then there's, like, this one... <laughs> There's one moment where you, you kind of don't want to interact with him. You, you, you're sneaking around, you're stealthing around. And one of the guys, one of the guards goes, hey, I fell asleep. I, no, no, he goes, hey, I feel asleep. And then the protagonist, there's, there's a little notification that you can like, interact and he can't help it. Jesse can't help it. And he goes, it's actually, hey, I'm sleepy. That's the correct vernacular. And because you've like corrected that guy, then he goes on alert because you've just talked to him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Clever things like that that game. And it also sets up um there's one scene where you you, you go into a, a bathroom something you know, like Metal Gear. You go into a bathroom and you know there's a guard in the toilet and a normal human would walk out and leave him because he's on the toilet. Solid Snake or Jesse Fox in this game, it'd kick fuck out of him, wouldn't they? So if you do, then you've got to explain to the interviewer of the actual full game why you kicked the fuck out. I literally beat the shit out of him. No, literally, the shit came out of him and stuff like that. <laughs> it's really, you've got to be there. <laughs> and like s- certain daft things in the game as well, like if you just keep punching crates, it'll ask you, why are you punching crates? And stuff, really clever things like that. And throughout the game, I've written down it. Throughout the game, you literally choose what encounters you want to do. I've said that. Like you'll be asked the interview what you saw, for instance, in the sewer with the rats. But you can also like make the game harder. Like there was also lasers and mines and stuff like that. And I just, I just think it's good. And if you're a big Kojima fan like I am, and Candy is, the whole game bashes him throughout, completely bashes him. <laughs> How dare like, they? Who'd write? Who'd write that into a game? Like you can choose what the boss's backstory is. You know, like on Metal Gear games, where once you beat the boss, they have that big dialogue and monologue about why the bad is and you can choose what it is and it's just so fun. I'm not going to spoil what options you get yeah. to pick it's so fucking funny well, every time you kill one they go on like a five minute monologue about yeah. the backstory <laughs> like, uh... the, 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 the funny the first one when you kill him is like you know that that monologue you just said I could have spent this time healing you because <laughs> you know I, mean? I, I could have saved your fucking life uh, but uh, uh, sorry, 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 I was just thinking about how funny it is on like Metal Gear Solid where you just fight mm. someone to the death they do that, yeah. and like you just like, why aren't you just shooting them in the head and finishing it off? Like, why? Yeah. Why am I stood around? Like, I get it for the Listening narrative to this. Of, of the of the the player, yeah. but why is why is Solid Snake stood around listening to this? <laughs> yeah, and it it, it plays it plays on that kind of thing, but it also plays on other games and stuff. Like, 
uh, the point and click where you've got to merge two items together. Now, on this game, you can literally, and, and I mean, there's loads of items you can find, like just this piece of string and a trash can. You can mix anything together and it will make something. It might not be what you need. Like there's a bit where it, it says you've got to make chloroform to put on an handkerchief. And what does this smell like? Chloroform. And do that to baddies. Because if you kill a baddie and don't heal them before they die, you get game over because he's, he's a pacifist. So you can still shoot them with guns that you get, but you've got to heal them afterwards. So <laughs> chloroform's the best fucking weapon you can find because it just puts them to sleep. And uh, you'll, get, you'll go into a lab and it's like... F- 15 different fucking like uh, chemicals and in my head I'm like oh I'm going to have to do some fucking chemistry here but one of the one of the chemicals is called chlora and one of them's called form so <laughs> that's how you mix it but like m- myself I'm mixing chlora with sodium thinking I'm about I just blow up because I've I've created some kind of it's so fucking clever and every time you kill a baddie without them seeing you you level up and by the end of it, every time you level up, you get a choice between one thing or another. By the end, I was just this muscle-bound hunk because that's how I were leveling my character up and it, it, implications like in the life. game. Yeah, like real life. <laughs> um, it's just it's just a really good... And, and, and the game's four or five hours long, but it does have replay value. I've just looked, actually, it's a bit longer than that, so you actually get, a bit, you actually get more out of that. Oh, right. Yeah. I, maybe I'm just really good at games. But yeah, I, 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 like a lot of critics gave it like a nine out of ten, and it landed on an eighty-two on Metacritic. But it's just underrated, and and no one's known know about it because the game full on tells you like you'll appreciate this game more if you've played like Metal Gear, you've played like the last thirty years of games. If let's say you were a fifteen-year-old gamer that turned up and started playing, you won't you 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 wouldn't like it. You just because it's just such a simple game, but. If you can find it cheap, especially like again, I just bought it for one pound twenty six. Yeah, I think you'll laugh your tits off. You will. And you'll, it works. You'll sit on, it's verified for Steam Deck. So yeah, I, I genuinely think you'll come back to me in a few days and go, "Mate, that was fucking brilliant." It's daft. It's funny. There's secrets to unlock. You can like punch walls, holes in walls, and stuff. It's just really cut the and and this at first I thought, God, the dialogue's really sh- shoddy on this, but it makes sense. When you realise what it's parried, because everyone sounds like someone from Metal Gear, like the Colonel sounds like the Colonel, and it's just got some really like fourth wall breaking moments to it as well that I just really appreciate, and I think people should check it out. Again, it's called Unmetal, and it is a comedy. Um, what's it? What's it called? Comedy. Um, parody? Tactical espionage action. <laughs> That's what it's like called. a parody, isn't it? Yeah, it's a parody, and it's it's just so fucking. I really think it's good. It's fa- it's by Versus Evil, and they they do some really good games as well. Indie indie developer, but yeah, check it out. Unmetal. If you if you've got any love for Kojima as well, you'll appreciate it massively. But yeah, who's last? Me. Stick. Go. Uh, well, I was going to talk about the South Park games. Um, I'll quickly mention them because if you are a fan really of South am- Park. The last two South Park games, The Stick of Truth and Fractured Butthole, are absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I think like, the fucking names are funny enough. <laughs> yeah, it's like playing like an episode of the show. Like because now we're at a point where, where video games, not like you know, like the old South Park games, like two, like three D. That one on Nintendo sixty four where you pissed on the snowball. Yeah, I just like, remember all these turkeys. They just <laughs> looked terrible, though, didn't they? Whereas yeah. now it is just genuinely like a side scroll. It looks, looks exactly RPG the same, that looks like the game at uh, the sorry the TV show. So you have all like 
uh, the cutscenes are like just watching an episode, but it's just chock full of amazing South Park humor and Easter eggs. If you are like me, who's seen every single episode of South Park up Same. to the point they came out, the Easter eggs in especially the sticker they're truth, amazing, amazing. They're everywhere. Like you'll see just something in the back of someone's like wardrobe, and it, it's just yeah. a little reference and that. But yeah, those are just outstanding. And I actually, think the first one's better. I think the first one's better than the second one personally yeah i think the first one is better but i think that's mainly because it's like they threw all their eggs in that basket and then like yeah. oh it did really yeah. well so you know we're gonna we're not playing like a D style characters anymore we're gonna play superheroes but yeah. like it, it's just little things as well like you can go visit canada and the, the yeah canada, and it's terrible canada, it's 2d yeah the canada <laughs> levels like this 2d like nez looking zelda yeah like, area <laughs> it's so fucking good oh god yeah fucking i need to replay i've got them both on switch but the massive download files yeah 50 gig games. for a switch but they're um they're actually even for me i quite enjoyed the battle system as well it's quite easy and yeah the first one's the first one's turn-based the second one's more like a uh strategy one isn't it yeah you've got blocks you got to move around yeah. the board and get into position and stuff but yeah they're, they're really good they're really funny um but yeah, yeah the south park games if you're a fan of them and you haven't played the games you really should um because even it's a game where even if you're not really into that combat, which combat, which I'm not really massively into it, but the comedy it makes it funny enough through. to yeah. pull through it. Yeah, just wandering around South Park and doing the little a full side. realized version of South. Park. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a full like proper South Park doing all the little all the side missions, and changing, and changing stuff. your costume and that turning into a goth and stuff. It's so fucking good. Yeah, I mean they push the boundaries as well. Um, like the difficult meter is just. Little Park. little tip for you as well. Um, there's a joke in the game on the European version where they had to cut a scene out, and it makes a joke about it. If you change your um, your um, where, where you live, what's the word? Your region, location, your region, yeah. your region to a different country. It's not it's not cancelled out, so you can yeah. actually view that that scene in Europe. You can't view the one you, of the scenes. The anal probing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if 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 you watch it in like America, I think oh. South America, something like that. You see it all, and it's fucking brutal. <laughs> it's brutal, but I actually quite like the like the censored yes, version as I well because because they they just what they put on the screen is kind of like they come out and chat and then like they put like dolphins flip doing tricks and stuff. <laughs> it's just it's so good. I can I really hope we get another one. To be honest, like I do, but then again, it's uh, Ubisoft, so we might not. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, South Park. But yeah, the other game um, I want to talk about, which is one that Oodles didn't really get on with, but it's hilarious and got a lot of love from everyone else. It's Untitled Goose Game. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because (laughs) it's just a game, as you play it as a goose, causing havoc. You're running around as a goose, honking at people. You've got a dedicated honk button, so you can run around (laughs) just honking all you like. I appreciate Uh, the honk button. Um, just, yeah, you've got a list of things to do, which just involves just making the people in this little village that you're in, making their life a nightmare, just so you can kind of get from one end to the other. And I just, I had such a good time playing with it, just winding like the gardener up, just stealing yeah. all these vegetables, turning the, the, the horse pipe on and on. <laughs> and, and you could just see like, they get proper angry and like, I, <laughs> yeah. And when, and when they, when they chase you as well. They all they chase you like they all look like old people, don't they? So they're like, like diver, <laughs> the diver towards you, yeah, don't they? Yeah, they don't like run after you. They're just like 
like little old ladies like trying to like get after and if you. you did it, if you played it like I played it, if I'm getting chased, I'm honking while I'm chase, being chased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you've got to honk. <laughs> and you can honk. <laughs> you can honk when you have stuff in your mouth as well. So it's like honk a, if you're horny. Yeah, it's. It could just be. It just basically a game where you're just a uh, goose and you're an absolute bastard. Um, especially. I just the... saw what, 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 It's not that I didn't get on with. It. I just saw people saying it was game of the year. I was like, oh, no. whoa now. It's just whoa now. <laughs> it's it's only about an hour and twenty minutes, but it's such yeah, a good time. While you, while, yeah, well, yeah, me too. While you, it's such a good time while you're playing it, and it's um, it's a great game for it, Switch. Yeah, it's a great game for the Switch, and it's now two player, so you can actually. Is it? Up, yeah, they've upgraded it, so it's Fuck. now. Maybe I like is, it more. It's now two player, so you can cause just as much havoc, but with two of you. Mm. And I just love the bits like running around in the um little market uh, area and just tormenting the little boy. Like, that that he, yeah, that bit is. There's good. a boy who doesn't like the. He's a little. He looks. Oh, he must be a ten year old boy. Scared of the goose, isn't and he? he's scared of the goose. He can run after him, and he can trip Rightly him so. over. He can trip him over, and he loses his glasses. <laughs> and then you can yeah. pick his glasses up and run off, and be like, "Hong, hong, 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 hong," when you run away with his glasses. <laughs> it is but, quite funny now. I think now I yeah. step aside from it and the but hype. You, I think but it you is can quite funny. pick up and basically anything, anything that's around. You can kind of pick up and just. Fuck her out, fuck people's days up. It's just yeah. Is it, there is an achievement on on one on one of the versions where you can pick. I think it's from the very first pond. You can take an item with you all the way to the fucking end. It's like an apple or something stupid like that. But I might I might give that another another punt. I bought I, it. You know I, what I mean? think I'm gonna give it another go with a two player. Yeah, like, redownload re- it shout, on the switch and, and give it another go because it's just yeah. I, My I kids fucking adored it. They I'm were just laughing watching, their watching, asses a, off. watching a clip now. Just, <laughs> I was just reminding myself of it before the podcast. I'm just watching the little boy like getting chased around. <laughs> I thought the garden a bit were quite difficult at first. Yeah, I thought it was. Mm. I thought the a lot of the game was quite difficult to be. I kept getting caught because you yeah, have to get got... you have to time it perfectly, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's ones where you kind of have to do things in certain ways and. And distract a human enough to do another thing. So, like, if when you're in the guard, like the the two gardens next to each other, there's like an achievement where you, I think, steal the bow tie or pretend to be the plastic goose. So you have to steal yes, the bow tie yes. and put that on, and without the without the woman noticing and things, it's silly things like that. And there's all in the background throughout the whole thing while you're playing. There's just like someone just like this jazz kind of piano going yeah. on in the background that yeah, just mimics. So if you're causing absolute, the more you're doing. Yeah, if you're causing absolute chaos, it just like the piano just kind of ditty just gets yeah. louder and faster and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might get enough a go now. I'm, I'm, like, I'm out of the zeitgeist of people saying, it's the best game and everyone's honking on Discord. <laughs> I'm like, stop honking! <laughs> it's not funny! Honk! It was. Yeah. It was funny. <laughs> you were in your that. element that fucking month. Oh, you were just honking honk. everything. I got myself a little goose. <laughs> I know. Every time anyone said something, you were honking. I love winding me up. <laughs> it's such a fun game. It's like an it hour and tw- it's an hour and twenty minutes. So it's not even like a long. It one reminds to- me of the fun I had welcome. playing Donut County. I think Donut County is in that. Oh yeah, camp. it's really good. Yeah, those yeah. Th- those games are very similar. One sitting game. I fucking love Donut County so much. Donut County's got great comedic writing as well. Like with the bits in between, yeah. like the, when yeah. you go like down into the cave or whatever it is underneath the talking, yeah. like some of the writing in that is hilarious. 
But that's and where the actual game. story leads to by the end. It's fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Love that. Good choices. Now, do we have anything from our faithful listeners in the satchel of hilarity? We now do. you're deciding who's going to do it, aren't you? Who's going to read it out? Biggie. I'll do it if you want. Okay, you do it. Okay, first up from Nimrod Hicks. He originally su- suggested Portal 2. Great. Great game. I've not played that recently. Okay. Tig also agreed. He said this. Yeah. They are both uh, but correct. Nimrod also mentioned Hogs of War was a personal favourite. The Rick Mile, um, sorry, Rick Mail uh, voiceover was uh, fantastic. Basically, Hogs of War were 3D worms before worms began That's right, 3D. Yeah. And it was so good. On PS1, I love that game. I'm ashamed to say, I've only played Portal 1. I've not played 2. Oh, mate, get the, get the Switch. Have you got a, you haven't got a Switch, have no. you? You're Sony forever, aren't you, mate? Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, 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 the Switch versions of, of Portal 1 are fucking incredible to fit on that machine. Fucking brilliant. Love them both. Two's, I think two's way better than the first one. Xenos uh, agreed um, with Portal 2. He said it's a solid mix of regular funny black comedy, outright stupidity and surprising intelligence. Portal was funny. Portal 2 is close to genius. And the puzzles don't suffer for it either. One of the few games I've ever seen to have a puzzle where the solution is based on the fact that the player characters cannot move through each other. That almost never works yeah. for practical stuff. Uh, and then he says, uh, Potatoes or Potatoes is such a great twist on GLaDOS or GLaDOS. GLaDOS, GLaDOS. Potatoes. Potatoes. Uh, there's a point before it happens where you can't find a poster about all aperture. Oh, so where you can find a poster about all aperture systems being able to run on the voltage you can get out of a potato in emergencies. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's such a good game. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, Bobby came in with the N64 South Park game, wholly inappropriate for a ten year old. Bobby, <laughs> <laughs> not at the time, funny. but funny nonetheless. He says, "See." Robert, you're one of my bestest, dearest friends. You like Nickelback, for God's sake. Um, South Park game on the N64 is not funny. Pissing on the snowballs and throwing them at turkeys is not funny. Maybe it is funny, actually. Now I've just said it out that was the That was the, only the, the best thing about it. The rest of it was just shit. It's just, it was just hampered by the technology at the time. Like I said, now we've got the tech to actually Remember the cutscenes in that properly. game where they're all 3D and they had like... Kenny's fucking hood up and it just looked like a fucking tube. Awful. Like a Lego a Lego block. Oh, God, <laughs> horrendous. I'd, I, maybe, maybe I'll get a Nintendo 64 and replay it. I, I think it was PS1 as well, weren't it? Maybe. But it's shite now. It plays like fucking crap. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, I've got it on the Steam Deck just to see. Yeah, have a, have a blast. <laughs> After you've played Unmetal, play Unmetal first. Futile exercises come in with many games have the occasional comedy moment, but as for an actual comedy game, I would just have to go back to the classic LucasArts point yeah. and clicks. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no question. So I, some of them, when I played them as a kid, went over my head, but replaying them as a, like Grim Fandango, playing that as an adult, is fucking brilliant. Mm. Come on. Day I remember trying to fuck's sake. play Leisure Suit Larry and answering the questions at the beginning that were for adults. And not mm. knowing what an orgasm was. <laughs> not knowing the answers, but <laughs> then still miraculously guessing it right. You'd be like, yes, I'm in. <laughs> God, they still make Leisure Suit Larry games, don't they? Fuck. They do, amazingly enough. 
There, yeah, there's moments in them, to be humor. fair. There is some funny bits, but yeah, they're, they're quite poor, really. Uh, next up, Angry Kurt. Hi, Emmy crew. I was initially struggling to think of a suggestion for this topic until I thought of a standout game that makes me laugh more than any other, and that is the Yakuza series. Oh, I've yeah. Only, yeah. I've only played Zero, Like a Dragon, and Judgment, but each of them have been each of them have hilarious moments with dialogue and scenes in the side missions that are really funny and memorable. The combat also has an element of humour to it, some of the ridiculous mm. takedowns you can do, especially in Like a Dragon, which um, has not got a basis in reality of the combat, so it can get even sillier. One of my favourites was the Kimichi side mission in Like a Dragon, all the more impressive yep. given that the game is localised. Cheers, Kurt. It's not, especially Like a Dragon, I think that's the daftest of them all. Um, fucking hell, the things you do on that game. And that's a turn-based JRPG, do you know what I mean? It's weird. And you do like mini games where you're picking up cans to sell to make money and just weird. Like, it's really the side of Japanese comedy that you don't often see, but in the Yakuza games, you see them front and centre. Like, even Judgment, it's like, it's set up as a really serious game. And then there's just stupid daft things in it. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I think the genius. I've seen the scene in Like a Dragon where they're fighting men dressed as nappies. Uh, sorry, dressed yep. in nappies. Yep. In, yep. in that weird fetish. stuff than that. Trust me. Each to their own. But yeah, that, that's the mailbag. Well, not quite. Because somehow Biggie managed to miss off Lee Davies' feedback. And considering Lee is one of our patrons, I thought it was only fair that I came back in and read his feedback out. So, Lee says, Worms Armageddon. I know it's not got much in the way of actual scripted jokes, but there's a sense of comedy to the game and its weapons. The main reason I'm picking this is that this is the game that me and my mates would play while we all got stoned while I was in my late teens. Must have played hundreds of hours of this game, listening to 90s hip-hop and laughing my ass off. Good times. I agree, Lee. It's an absolute great game, Worms. When you've got a group of friends around, it's absolutely hilarious. And thanks again for the feedback, and I'm sorry that Biggie is a bit shit. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So, as always, links to all our extracurricular activities are in the show notes and at modernescapes.co.uk. And please consider becoming a patron to help support our endeavour. And like I said last time, we've got a lot in the in the pipeline for patrons this this year. Uh, but please, 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 if you can, give us any money. Give us a five-star review. Yeah, so easy. So easy to do. Next week... We're doing our very first 2023 knockout-style tournament. We are famous for these knockout-style tournaments. And what are we doing next week, Stig? Because fucking hell, it's going to be intense. We're going to do our comedy film one. So we've we've all picked two comedy films. They're going to go head-to-head. We're going to battle it out to try and determine what is the best comedy film of all time. Officially. Officially. And I appreciate that there are films missing off this. We can only pick two. Yeah, come on. There are some some obvious missing ones for me on Emissions, here, but that's yes. just me. Um, so I'll tell you what they are in case, as a listener, you'd like to watch any ones that you haven't seen. So Oodles has picked The 40-Year-Old Virgin and This Is Spinal Tap. Yes. Biggie has picked The Jerk and Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yep. Gadget's picked uh, Planes, Trains and Automobiles and Office Space. Strong. I've picked In Bruges and What We Do in the Shadows. Strongest. And Candy <laughs> has picked Hot Fuzz and Anchorman. I can see this being quite fucking tight. And again, we did it fair fair last time. We did this off air, but we picked 
in in all fairness, no one no one got there first without us doing a random generator. So it's going to be same stuff as we usually do with these knockouts. Probably going to go on longer than we like. We're going to argue. We're going to cry. And but ultimately, the official best comedy film will come out victorious. So if you're not a patron, this is the end of the show for you. If you are a patron, meet us in the green room, and you'll. Oh, Unlocking so much more hilarity. But yeah, this has been a podcast. It's the so... funniest part of the pod. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> it's so good. Bye. 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 Bye, losers. <laughs>